You're listening to the Farbringen with Rabbi Levi Avzan on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM. My name is Rabbi Levi Avzan, Associate Rabbi Linksfield Chul and DJ. We're back. Yeah. Yeah, gosh, it's been a long time. It's been almost two months. Um, I hope you had a great holiday. Sorry about last week. I just landed uh, from overseas and I was totally jet lagged, so I. I wasn't in the mood of talking to anybody, definitely not on the microphone. But it's good to be back, and I hope you had a great holiday. I hope <clears throat> we're feeling rejuvenated. It's a good year upon us. I mean, I just read this article that said, if you thought 2017 was bad, wait till 2018, it's going to be worse. And are you kidding me? First of all, what kind of journalist can write such a thing? I mean, how do you even get paid to put in such an article to predict doom? It's so... Everyone does it. It doesn't actually deserve your payment. But besides the fact, what a miserable way to start the year. Because I don't think 2017 was that bad. And 2018 ain't looking too bad either. And I don't know, somehow it's become a tradition over the past few years. We've been uh, on this show for, I think we're starting a fifth year. Um, That's usually the first show of the year we talk about how amazing life is. And I was actually thinking about something else, but somehow I continued coming back to this theme. As we enter a new school year and a new year at work and a lot going on, obviously the the Hebrew New Year, the Jewish New Year started Rosh Hashanah, Um, and yet in many ways the South African lifestyle of having a summer break, not in June, July, August, but rather December, um, makes January in many ways the beginning of a a new energy, a new year, and it's important that we, as we start a new cycle, um... And Chai FM enters another great year of, please God, good radio and interesting topics. And if our bringing show starts another year, it's important that we again start off with a message of optimism. And in this country of South Africa, everything that's happened in the past few months, I think you have to be blind, intellectually blind and honestly blind to not see the miracles and the potential and... The, the future is bright. But before we go into any details, I want to play with you some, I think it's an upbeat song. It's Tiskabel. It's actually from the words of Kaddish. And it's by Miami Boys Choir up there, right there. Tiskabel. Here we go on 101.9. Chai FM. DJ, you ready to put some beat into this uh, show? Because honestly, without some good music, there's no point of even starting. Here we go. You're listening to the Farbringen with Rabbi Levi Avzan on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM. It's good to be back here on High FM. DJ, it's good to be back with you at the helm. And let's get straight into it. This week in the Jewish history is quite a milestone. On Friday, the 10th of Shabbat, will be 68 years since Lubavitcher Rabbi took over leadership. Now... There'll be various events celebrating that. I want to focus on one small detail, and that is the first speech he ever gave. There's an interesting Hasidic tradition, a Chabad tradition, that when a new Rebbe takes over, they start it by sharing a discourse, which is a deep Kabbalistic Hasidic philosophical um, explanation on a certain concept. And what's interesting is that the Rebbe chose to base his speech on the last speech that his father-in-law gave to print before his passing. And the t- first two words of that speech are, based on a medrash, on a, f- a commentary of the Torah that goes like this, Basi Ligani, Achosi Kala. 
This is a verse in the Song of Songs. I have come to my garden, my sister, my bride. And then the Medrash talks about how the Jewish people, uh, originally we had God in this world, and then through sin we chased God out. Adam's sin was the first sin when he ate from the tree of knowledge, and no, it wasn't an apple, and etc., etc., the flood, and they chased God up. And then from Abraham, they started bringing God down until Moses, who was the seventh from Abraham, he brought God down into this world at the giving of the Torah at Sinai, the famous Sinai experience, the mountain. And he, he goes into a whole explanation. But those first two words, Basi Ligani, God says, I've come to my garden. In other words, when he came back, this refers to when God came back to this world, because he was originally here, then we chased him out, then he came back, he came to a garden. Now that word is a very unusual word to think of this world. Most of us think of this world as a jungle. Right? Just mad. Man eats dog, dog eats man, corruption, and populism, and all the other, and and, and financial stress, and uh, the, the family destruction, and God knows what, everybody has their slogans to prove that the world seems to be going out of control. As I said, I saw this wonderful article, which was actually a terrible article, saying, if you thought 2017 was bad, wait till 2018, it's going to be much worse. You're kidding me, really. A jungle. But God doesn't call this a jungle. God calls it a garden. Basi Lagani. I have come to my garden. This is God's world. This is the world that God created. In six days and on the seventh day he rested. This is the world God created. This complicated and complex world that yes has darkness but has so much light is God's world. And God sees it as a garden. Now, here's the funny thing. Who created right and wrong? Who decided that corruption is bad, and murder is bad, and thievery is bad, and abuse is bad, and any of these racisms, etc., anti-Semitism is bad? God did. Because there's no objective bad unless you believe that there's an objective truth. In other words, if this world is just two particles that came and exploded a few billion years back, and we randomly mutated out of monkeys... There's no objective truth. There's no way of saying that something's good or bad. There's no way to prove that murder's bad. Can you imagine a bunch of monkeys in a cage having a debate if murder's bad? They, I don't think they've ever had that debate. Humans have that debate. Why? Because we believe in an objective set of values. We believe corruption is wrong. I don't think there's any person, that no matter how much of an atheist they claim to be, that will say that what Jacob Zuma did to the country is objectively good. Now why? How do you know that corruption is bad? How do you know that stealing is bad? How do you know state capture is bad? How do you know uh, incitement is bad? Because God said so. That's the only way. Now, it's the same God who said what's right and what's wrong, who comes and says that despite all the mistakes we make, this place is still a garden. And for us... To walk around saying it's a jungle is, is kind of ridiculous. That means if it was God who came up and said that certain things are wrong and certain things are right, and he nevertheless chose to believe that this world's a garden, 
and he continues to believe so. That's why we all woke up this morning. If God gave up on us, this world would cease to exist in a split second. We say it in our prayers every morning, Hashem renews this world every single day, constantly. God recreates this world every moment. So, you know, they have the famous debate if the world was created 6,000 years ago or 15 billion years ago. And the true answer is it was created now. 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 God created the world this moment. And the only reason God created the world is because he still believes that this place is a garden and this place is worthy of recreating. Otherwise, if we were just a burden on God and a useless exercise of, you know, death, destruction, and corruption... He would give up, right? If you were working on a product, you were trying to work in a business, and it's always failing you, DJ, right? You're trying to make money, and every single time you're declaring bankruptcy. Would you stop working in the business, or would you continue? You would stop. So if God's world is so bad, why do you think he keeps it going? (laughs) If everything's terrible, 2017 was shocking. Shame. Did you not have what to eat? Did you not have a lot of moments of pleasure and goodness? Did you not taste love? And I'm not saying everyone had an easy time. Some people have it harder than others. Fear. But really, was it so bad for you? How much of it was in your own mind? How much was it that you were afraid that the country's going down the tubes? And you were afraid... Can you believe it? I remember a few years ago when someone told me, he says, Levy, buy the rand at 14 rand to the dollar because it's only getting worse. Remember when it was hitting 18. Where are we at now? As of yesterday, it was 1210. I don't know where it is today. It's the lowest it's been in many years. But it's going to be terrible. And then, no chance that the opposition parties are going to win the municipalities. And then, no chance Ramaphosa is going to take over. And then, no chance Ramaphosa is going to want to zoom out. Just reading the news today, it looks like he's actively trying to get him out. Now, how that's going to play out again? I'm not a prophet. But one thing I do know is, stop being doomsayers. So far, in almost every single scenario we've had in this, year, in this country over the past few years, every major election and every major crossroads, we went down the right road. Yes, a lot of bumps in the road, but ultimately we are heading in the right direction. And despite the fact that everyone says, oh, this is just going to go down the same way Zimbabwe went down, nonsense! Stop it! There's a beautiful thought that are taught by the sages. One of the great prophets of the Jewish people was Jeremiah, Yirmiyahu. Now, Yirmiyahu was the one that, that unfortunately is called the prophet of doom, although he was no prophet of doom. He offered a lot of hope as well. But he was the one that prophesied and says that the destruction of the temple is going to happen. We're talking about thousands of years ago in Israel. And the Jews did not like his prophecies, and they locked him up. And they were punished for that. But according to some commentaries, there was, there's a compliment to be found in it as well. And that is, the Jews did not want somebody to sit there telling them that everything will be bad. They didn't want to believe negativity. And there's an optimistic message there. There's a positive message. And that is, we don't need more prophets of doom. Because, first of all, they're mostly wrong. Tell me, I'm not saying Donald Trump is a saint. I've, I've made fun of him, and I've said my thoughts of him on air early, uh, pre, you know, many times. But let me, did the world go up in smoke 12 months ago when he was elected? No. Anything happened? Whoa, relax. Did South Africa collapse? No. Did Zimbabwe's revolution turn into a bloodbath? No. 
The world's still standing. Did Europe collapse? No. I'm telling you, this is Brexit's going to destroy the world. This is going to destroy the world. And I'm not saying anything's good or bad. But to sit there walking around with this absolute co- cocky confidence that says, I know that this is going to be terrible. Cut it out. God says this world is beautiful. And you, the genius, think it's terrible. Why don't you fight it out with him? Why did God create this world again? This moment. Because he sees a beautiful world and the mandate is upon us to see the same thing. Because here's one thing I could guarantee us. That if we are seeing negativity or all we see is darkness, then we are not wearing God's glasses. And that's a shame. If you woke up this morning and you thought that, that the, this world is going to the dogs, some people, dog lovers, might think that's amazing, but you know the expression, the world's going to dogs. If you thought that everything's going to go up in smoke, maybe take off that pair of glasses that you're wearing. It's too dark. It's gross. It's unbearable, actually. And start looking at this world through God's eyes. You want to see how God looks at it? Open this, the five books of Moses. Open the Torah. And just look at the reality. What a beautiful world we live in. Here on 101.9, Chai FM. It is time for another song here on the Fabringen Show. DJ, what song are we putting on now? Neshamala by MBD. It's a beautiful, beautiful song here on 101.9, Chai FM. You're listening to the Farbringen with Rabbi Levi Avzan on 101.9, Chai FM. 101.9 Chai FM. What a beautiful song that was. If you didn't understand it, it was in English, but I just want to share with you a little idea of the song, and that's why we chose the song. Neshamala, which means a soul. The song goes about an angel telling a soul it's time to go down into this world. And the, angel is ter- the soul is terrified because it seems to think that the world is dark. And the angel says, I'm sorry, you have no choice, but you have to go down there. And then the song moves on to when it's time for, unfortunately, the soul to go back to heaven. And this time the soul doesn't want to leave because suddenly the soul appreciated the beauty of this world, the beauty of challenges and struggle and yet overcoming darkness with light. And then the angel tells it, don't worry, you'll be by God's throne. But I think there's a very powerful message and that is that there's two ways of looking at this world. That it's a place of darkness or that's a place that has so much light. And you know what? Who am I fooling? We're all, we all agree. If we all thought that the world was going nowhere, we would have chosen not to wake up this morning. We would be staying in bed or, heaven forbid, doing worse things to ourselves. The fact that we're all waking up is because ultimately we believe that despite all our challenges, life is worth living because it's beautiful. We believe that our life is meaningful. And we believe that love and kindness and acts of goodness and doing mitzvot, doing God's wishes and commands, means something. That's why we're here. Deep down, every human being is an optimist. Otherwise, they wouldn't wake up this morning. DJ, do you agree with me? That That deep down, we all believe that everything will be fine. That's why we give every day another chance. Despite how hard yesterday might have been, we wake up the next day. 
And we try to have moments of happiness and pleasure, even in the darkest times. Because deep down, we're all optimists. Deep down, we all believe that the world is a good place and it's worth living and that things always get better. Sometimes they take a little bumps, but ultimately it reaches a good destination. So if we're all aware of that and we all live it and we all believe it, why don't we just live it? Engage! Walk around with a smile on your face. Be an energy booster. You know when your car dies, what's it called? You have to jumpstart it, right? You should be a jumpstarter. Let's say I'm having a bad day. I could just walk around and sit there spending time with DJ and suddenly I'm like, whoa! It should be like cables coming out of you just like with oozing energy that any dead car, any person who's feeling deadbeat and just down can just spend five minutes around you and they're just pumping with energy. Could you imagine standing at a funeral and saying, here lays the late John, the late Rebecca. They were always there to put you down. (laughs) When you spent time with them, you wanted to kill yourself. Their energy was so dark and depleting that they were a total, how do you say opposite of inspiration? A total demotivator. May they rest in peace. Amen. Yet some people live their lives that way that all you could say at their funeral is they were just pessimists. Why would you want that? It doesn't take a genius to be a, a, a pessimist. It doesn't take courage to be a pessimist. It takes courage to believe. It takes courage to believe. Former President Obama had a book called The Audacity of Hope. I haven't read it, but I like the title. It's a good word. The audacity of hope. The courage to believe. The courage to believe that things are good and will get better. And I, I hope to build a theme throughout the year. I, you know, I was thinking for a while about what theme to really bring through on the, on the Fabregan show this year. And I hope that the theme, if we could find enough material and inspiration to be able to talk about courage this year. That's really the theme I want to go with. Various different acts of courage. And obviously I'm talking to myself because who am I fooling? I, I need a lot more courage in every area of my life. The courage to be a better father. The courage to be a better husband. The courage to be a better community member. The courage to be a better friend. The courage to believe in God. The courage to not be afraid of, of struggle. The courage to face pain. Etc., etc., etc. There's so much, there's so many areas in our lives that demand courage. But they were talking about the courage to believe that things will be good. The courage to be an optimist. Because it takes courage. You turn on the radio or you turn on the TV or you sit there reading websites and honestly you think the world is falling apart. And it's not the first year that I've mentioned Bill Gates in my first show because every year about this time Bill Gates comes out with a letter of optimism showing how the world's progressed. I'm not going to read it out today but you could Google it. He's brought many various different people to talk about why they believe that the world's becoming a better place. I think Time Magazine had it a few weeks ago. It's our mandate as we enter this year and as we we walk into all the, please God, amazing things that are going to happen 
to believe that it will be good for two reasons. First of all, because 90% of our energy is getting used out on being pessimists. Might as well use your energy on, on having a good time. But more importantly, your perception creates your reality. If you think good, then it becomes good. And you see it. People who are good energy, somehow life flows their way. I don't want to talk about the opposite because I don't want to be, uh, I don't want to talk negativity. But there's no question that people who ooze good energy, good things happen to them. We call it luck or karma or all that stuff. It's not like that. But it's rather the idea that God created a world in which we affect our reality. In the words of the great sages, In the world that you, the person, chooses to go, that is the way they'll take you. In the way that you want, that's the way you're taken. If you want a good life, if you believe that the world is good, you will see it in your own life. But if you choose not to, heaven forbid. I've seen it in my own life. There were certain stages in my life that was very negative. I was the guy that if you spent five minutes around me, you wanted to cut your wrists. <laughs> not that bad, but you get the point. And at that stage of my life, I was feeling that I was just attracting negativity. Things were just, they weren't working out. And I'll be honest, it still happens to me some days. I'm not, I'm not, I, I, I still have days of weakness where I, I just fall into that natural habitat of darkness, depression, feeling it's not going to work out. And somehow those days attract negativity. And yet those days that you wake up and things might be falling on you from all sides, and yet you stand with an absolute optimism. It will be good. Things sort of. I have that happen to me yesterday. I'm not going to talk the details, but at the beginning of the day, certain things in my uh, life seemed to be unraveling. Specific the projects I was trying to work on, and then literally, I just I made a mental decision. I will stay positive. I sat back and relaxed instead of stressing. I actually tried to distract myself and just focus on something else entirely. And then, within an hour or two, it took a full 180. It's hard to be an optimist, but gosh, it's so much more worth it. First of all, it works, and second of all, it's just a much, it's the right way to live. Because this world is God's garden. Basi Ligani, this is Hashem's, God Almighty's beautiful place, and God expects us to see the world in the, that paradigm. If you choose to see this world as a world that's getting closer to the messianic age, as a world that's getting closer to perfection, to godliness, to revelation, then you will see it. And if you choose to see a world that's just going worse and worse and worse, I mean, 2,000 years ago was incredible, but now it's terrible. Oh, give me a break. Then that's what you'll see. Who was I listening to? I already forgot. Someone was saying, everyone says, you know, make America great again, right? What, what was it exactly great? In Jim Crow? In the 60s? Before there was equal rights? When exactly was everything perfect? We, we always idealize the past. 
When you think that the world was great, when South Africa was perfect, tell me, what year was that? Do you mind? Just, just give me pinpoint it. During apartheid? Post-apartheid? In a transition? Before apartheid? You were even alive then? When? What, what are you talking about? And when you say it was good, what does it mean it was good? When 90% of, of, this, of the country wasn't able to live in dignity, that was good? This is the best time ever in South African history. So some of this potholes on the roads, oh my God. Even violence, thank God, is going down. Corruption's finally being fought. We are living in great times. If, if you just open your eyes and you see what's amazing, and I'll be honest, as a Jew, you're just watching you know, the most powerful country in the world acknowledging that Jerusalem is our capital. It's a tremendous sense of, of pride, and, and it's, it's, a, it's a statement. Obviously, you know, if God says Jerusalem is the holy city, then we don't need anybody else to acknowledge it. But it definitely adds a tremendous boost. It's a kiddush Hashem. It's a sanctification of God's name. I was watching uh, Vice President Pence's speech yesterday in um, the Knesset. Honestly, it was it was it was incredible to just hear you know the Vice President of the United States talking with such humility and gratitude and appreciation of of, of Israel and the Jewish people. I found it deeply inspiring. I think we are living in amazing times. As a human being, as a Jew, as a South African. if we choose to see it that way. But, DJ, if you want to play devil's advocate, oh, are you talking about, whoa, it's so terrible. What, are you kidding me, Rabbi? Are you listening to the news? Do you really know what's going on? You're just living in your bubble. You surrounded yourself with cotton wool. You're convincing yourself it's a, it's a bubba misa. It's a made-up f- fantasy of yours. Life is really tough. And now let me go back to my Lexus and drive back to my mansion. This is 101.9 Chai FM. You're listening to the Farbringen with Rabbi Levi Avzan on 101.9 Chai FM. Oh gosh, this is a credible time to be alive. Ah, DJ, it's a good time to be alive. I just came back from New York. Oof, it's cold over there. Came back over here and thank God, I don't know, it's 30, 32, 27. Sitting, it's summertime. School just started. Kids are out of the house. I didn't say that. Life is peaceful. Beautiful. Go to the pool. Have a swim. Stop crutching. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. This country is, please God, going to grow and go from strength to strength. This place is blessed. This place is blessed. Let's not forget that it was Lubavitcher Rebbe, as I mentioned earlier in the show, 68 years ago, ascended the seat of leadership of the movement, who said numerous times, South Africa will be good until the Mashiach comes, and after that will be even better. South Africa will be good. It is progressing. It's amazing that less than 25 years after the first free election, we already made so much progress. Oh, of course there's been bumps in the road. You know what? I read American history. You want to go read how the first 25 years of American Revolution took place? Do you think it was all hunky-dory? Do you th- how about the first 25 years of England? I don't know, when was that? A thousand years ago? 1,500 years ago? We have progressed in 25 years tremendously. The fact that 25 years in, we're already 
still have a free press, and the free press managed to take down a corrupt president. And we have a person elected who, I'm not saying anyone's perfect, but he has, he knows that the eyes of the world are upon him to move forward. I just saw some, somebody mention to me that, uh, I think Goldman Sachs says that 2018 is the year to look at the South African as, in the, as, a, as a positive market to invest in. 25 years later, and you know, a year ago, everyone thought Guptas are taking over everything, and now suddenly everything's collapsing on them. The opposition party won last election. They won three three major metropolises in this country where everyone said they're not even going to win one. Maximum one. Guys, ladies and gentlemen, friends, let us choose, make a resolution to start having more positivity. It's summer now. It's not winter. You don't have to be morose. First of all, the skies over here are always beautiful. It's nice if we live in London. I mean, come on. You know, like if you lived in London or Manchester, you know, I get it. Like, you know, I'd, I'd forgive you if you sit there walking around thinking that the world's caving on you because all day it just looks like the skies are open upon you. How did uh, Mark Twain say that before dying, it's good to go to Manchester because it makes the transition a bit easier? <laughs> but you're living in Germany! Cape Town, I mean, come on, best climate in the world. Lovely people. Everyone greets you with a smile. I love this place. Honestly, I cannot say over and over how much I'm grateful to God that he allowed me to move to Johannesburg. It is the best place on earth. Obviously, the Holy Land, second to the best place. It's an incredible, incredible place. Incredible people, incredible community, incredible country, incredible energy. That You could choose to see that reality. Or you could sit there continuing that same speech you've been given for the past 50 years. South Africa's falling apart. Let's emigrate. Because the grass is so much greener on the other side. Really? I was just on the other side. I come from the other side. I spent the first 25 years on the other side. What exactly do you think works? Oh, by the way, I had to go apply for a new license in the DMV in Manhattan two weeks ago. Listen to this. And the service was down. The internet service in the DMV in Manhattan was down. So everyone's saying, oh my gosh, we're in a third world country. I went to home affairs in South Africa and they were offline. Let me tell you, the DMV in downtown Manhattan was offline. Happened to me. I spent a half an hour running around Manhattan trying to find the DMV. I show up there, and there's 200 people standing over there online, and it's offline. Nothing is getting done. Oh, shame. But we're a third world country. But London, Manhattan, oh, pew. Everything's perfect over there, right? Give me a break. All you spend your whole life in New York is making sure that you're parked on the right side of the road because alternate side parking, every day they clean, they clean on one side of the road from the leafs. So you always have to make sure if at 12 o'clock your car is parked on the wrong side of the road, you'll get a fine of $100 at least. So all day you're just running around trying to make sure that your car is on the right side of the road. But life's incredible there. It's, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm being cynical. I get it. I'm, I'm exaggerating. But there's a point over here. Sometimes cynicism and comedy has a point, and that is just to get some perspective. 
you're sitting and listening to Chai FM right now, chances are you're, you're living in Joburg, you're living somewhere in South Africa, be grateful. Be grateful, friend. This is an incredible place. God's garden. The whole world's God's garden, but I do think God made certain places more blessed than others. We're in a great country. Beautiful people, beautiful scenery. Did you not go on holiday? I don't know, so you don't have to travel too far. Go an hour away on Sunday. Go to Michalisburg and just see the, our beautiful country. Watch one hour less of news. Stop convincing yourself and listening to all these forecasters telling you that everything's going to fall apart. A, it, by the way, being an Armageddon guy is, is good business. The world's coming to an end. Stock up on water and tuna. Okay, it's good for the tuna business and the water business, but it doesn't do us any favors. The world's not coming to an end. The world is a beautiful place. It's going to be bumpy. Please God, till Mashiach comes, one, one, then at, once Mashiach comes, things will settle down for good. Till then it will be bumpy. But which direction are we heading? North, not south, without a question. We are climbing a mountain. And the mountain is getting closer and closer as we reach the peak. Please God, we reach it soon. But as we climb, keep a smile on your face. Give a hug. Share a smile. Come home. Hug your child. Hug your spouse. Hug your friend. Believe. And if that sounds a bit happy-go-lucky and too shallow... I'll take that accusation. I'd rather be a shallow, happy person than a profound, depressive. Signing off, this is Rabbi Levy Afton. I want to thank you, DJ, for being back here on the, the radio. Thank you. It's always good to talk to you. Honestly, you have to make sure that you're always at the show, and I'll tell you why, because when I bounce things off you, it inspires me. You're an inspiring fellow. And um, <laughs> talking to, when you're just sitting in a room alone, here in the Chai FM studios and you're just staring at the ceiling it, it's hard like you need to you need to share it with somebody you need to share your ideas with somebody and you have to see the reactions you know because if DJ starts falling asleep while I talk then I know ooh switch gears you're right now in gear one or you're in reverse but if DJ's smiling uh, okay fine so I, I, I keep on going so I just want to thank Chai FM for this tremendous opportunity please God it will be a good year for us all the sun is shining the world is beautiful the world is heading to a better place. 2018 Tafshin Ches is going to be an incredible year. In this week's parsha, we read about the Exodus. The Jewish people left Egypt and go and they split the sea. Every day in our world, seas are being split. Unbelievable things are happening. Incredible things. Remember once upon a time we thought ISIS is going to destroy the world? Ha! Huh? Even Facebook is trying to get their act together and they're trying to work better on making themselves better. You should read the statements of, uh, of what's it called? Um, Zuckerberg and others. who are just, They're trying to consciously fight all the accusations that they're getting that they're just wasting people's times, etc. Um, one second. Rabbi, 50,000 Jews can't all be wrong by now living overseas. It was good, beautiful, but Israel now is where we will be. Chaim, absolutely, Israel's a great place, but not all 50,000 Jews went to Israel from here. A lot of them went to Australia, and Atlanta, and Toronto. And believe it or not, I think, excuse the haughtiness, I think they were wrong. 
I think they left a very, very good life. A very healthy life, a very Jewish life. For those who went to Israel, I can't criticize, but for those who emigrated anywhere else, excuse the audacity, it was a mistake. Signing off, 101.9 High FM.